to continue? Guys, welcome to the Can't Take a Joke <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, today we're joined by Matthew Hafer, brilliant mind. We're going to have a great conversation today. I'm very excited for it. Um, so yeah, welcome Matthew. And Alex was late, so we're yeah, going to be perpetually giving him shit for that throughout yeah. the rest of this year. I was late for the first time ever. Ben's going to stumble series. in at some point. Yeah, Ben's going to stumble. I was, late for, the f- I was late for the first time in how many times we've done this. Yeah. Also, I wasn't the one to catch possible COVID. I just pushed it forward. What? 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 And, what no, what Andrew say? didn't catch possible COVID. He caught definite COVID. Yeah. Like possible. So, uh, whole family <coughs> real talk, I was told there was going to be lots of cocaine and hookers, so that's why I showed up, and I see that's not happening. So we, don't <laughs> really we don't have any of that. Yeah, we're, not, we're not that famous yet. Well, you uh, no, kind of lied when you were... Well, Damn, I had to get you, you on here him? somehow. That's what you told him? Yeah. Well, the hooker is Ben, so we got one hooker yeah. coming. Yeah. I, I don't bat for that team. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. That's something I've been, we've been, my family's been trying to figure out for 27 years. Yeah, they all think I'm gay because I don't bring, like, I don't bring girls around. Like, Man, I don't know, I've never been in, like, a... I've never been in like a relationship what? like serious enough. Girls aren't worth the time. Man. I feel that yeah. to like come around, like kind of annoying. to like feel like I've never been in a, se- a relationship serious enough to feel like that I should bring said person around my family. So it's just like I don't know, it just happened on accident. It's because our mom will scare him away. Yeah, that too. Unless they're drunk. Um, but on Valentine's but Day, but no, I'm not. I'm not gay. I promise. Valentine's Day, <laughs> Dad got new medication on Valentine's Day. Mom and Dad came back and like they were drunk and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we sat there and drank with dad. He literally took um, our tequila bottle. He said, let me get a swig of it. He goes. Ooh. Ugh. Puts it down. Took and three just on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dad, we had two shots left. What the fuck, man? <laughs> and then we drank Malibu with him. And then mom op- finally opened up her Hefeweizen, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it was. What is that? It's a beer. That she told me not to drink because mm-hmm. she's gonna drink it, but she never drank it. It's mm-hmm. heavy stuff, dude. The bottles are like this big. We drank with them for a little bit, and Dad's like, "All right, I'm going to sleep." And he just like took five minutes to get up, and then <laughs> stumbled upstairs. <laughs> then he'd tell me he spent um, two seventy or something on dinner because he was just drinking. Wait, where did they where did they eat? I don't know. They went to some fruit for a restaurant because they were both dressed up. What the fuck? But I guess dad got new he told me he Oh, got, they must have gone to Roost Chris because I got him a Roost Chris uh that's get, probably what get it was. card. Yeah. He um so he got new medication so he can drink now. So that's mm-hmm. fun stuff. We haven't seen our dad our parents God bless their hearts, they're idiots, but they're really fun to drink with. Because they are once partiers. And they yeah, got old and boring. Time. I mean, that's kinda what happens. You don't really get old, and you don't really get boring. You just get older, and you're just like, I can't take it. I love drinking with your your family. <laughs> they're they're wild. My family's wild when we when they let loose. They usually don't, but when they do, I played Yankee Swap with his family, like from the office, <laughs> and we are everyone was gunning for the comfy. The it's it's one it's like a snuggie, but it's yeah. it's um, how do you describe it? How would you describe it? It's like a comforter. It when is. You wear it. Yeah. Everybody was gunning for it. Sam took it from took it from Lena because Lena had it. He goes, "I want that." He takes it. I look at Lena. I'm like, "I have a comforter." Yeah. <laughs> so, you know how to play Yankee Swap? No. You either pick a present from the pile or you steal from someone. I was like, like I haven't "Bad gone Santa, yet. Red Elephant." Yeah. So I mm-hmm. stole. Sam took it, and then it was my turn. So I just took it right back from him. 
The disappointment on, on Sam's face made me so happy. Yeah. Because he went off on me that night. We talked about it. Oh, he got so mad at you because you just, for chess, right? Because you called him out about yeah. chess. Yeah. No, I called him out over Monopoly. Oh, Monopoly. He lost Monopoly one time. He got so angry. It was here. He got so angry, he got up and left. Yeah. And then he's like, no, there's no way happened. He's a sore loser. Jake can say yeah, it because Jake that. won. Sam was, Sam was pissed off. Dude, like, <laughs> Sam gets he out. hates losing. He doesn't even sit there like, it's like, all right. Uh, he doesn't even go, all right, I'm going to go smoke and I'm just going to kick it and watch some TV. He just goes, fuck this. Fuck you guys. I'm going home. Just gets up and leaves. He doesn't lose very well. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. You don't have any solo cups? You want to get Matthew you a got beer? more tortilla. Yeah. Dude. He told me to get whatever. We're going to get sponsored one I'm day. not finishing it, though. I don't want to finish it. But you and I are going to drink right, it. Once, as soon as Ben gets here, we'll start taking a few shots. Well, yeah. All right. So, Matthew, how's life? <laughs> what you doing right now? Oh, it's good, man. I'm just uh, trying to figure out what. I haven't talked to you in like a month. No, By the way, when you moved out, it was really weird. I could walk around naked in the basement, and I've like it took a little bit to get used to. But I'm not even close to it. Chill yeah, out. My, um, my first week in my new place, I was telecommuting, so I was there like all the time. I would literally just like work naked. I'd like wa- I'd like get up in the morning and like. No, make, I hate that. I would literally I would get up in the morning and make sausage and then Leave eat me alone. Eat the sausage in the pan on the couch naked, and then I could like literally work naked. It was just it was it just blew, blew my mind. I was walking around naked for a long time. You work naked. Yeah, I mean, I was telecommuting. Like, there's no cameras or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's at his house. But, like, even when I'm chilling in the house, like, mm-hmm. when, if my, if, yeah, you have a if full I'm just house home alone, I wasn't, like, full man. on naked. I was in, like, boxers, bro. I was no, I'm naked. I'm walking yeah. around dick hanging everywhere. No. But my place has, like, really big windows, like, really big bay windows, so. Yeah, no well, curtains? Yeah, there's curtains, but, you know, you don't want to have them closed during the day. You want, like, the sunlight to get in and get your vitamin D. That's true. Oh, Living yeah. in a and no, that's not an innuendo. I mean, literally, vitamin D. You get vitamin D from the yeah. sun. I don't mean like vitamin Dick or some yeah, sort see of like, like energy. Like that. I was about to say. I see, what, I see what you mean. I don't like living in like a cave environment for your house <laughs> when there's like no natural sunlight and you. Just, it's just yeah. Like we were super gonna dark. we were gonna do the penthouse podcast, but then I asked the guy straight up when when we were moving him in. He's like, yeah. So it's not like you you gotta pay like 175 an hour. 125. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. What an hour. It does, look, it does look nice as shit up here, though. When I'm rich and famous, we'll, we'll, we'll do that when we take off. When we hit 10,000 subs. Take off. Well, he'll be gone by then. Oh. He'll, he'll only you don't know? Like nine months, right? Oh, really? Yeah, if you guys want to see us living like, I don't know, billionaire kings, just beyond living rich beyond our dreams. Venmo me at Andy Haith. I mean, I don't think we should plug our Venmos. That's kind of desperate. I just did. But. Yeah, there you go. Andy Haith, Venmo him. Wait, but tell is there no camera when you work? Cuz from at your old job was there no camera? Do you think that I would work in my boxers if there was a camera on me? I think you got enough confidence that you would. I think that would be not a very would be a very good way to become unemployed. Do you think they would care that much even little things like uh, like ah, uh, all right. Well, Matthew came in. He wasn't wearing any clothes. You know, he made a good excuse. It was a joke. They uh, fool's day. I Nothing? think. I think for <laughs> most jobs, that's not okay. Did I? T- I didn't tell you what Lena did to me on April Fool's Day. I think that's fair. It depends on how close you are. Like with that business. Even with like say Starbucks, you would telecommute. That wouldn't even be okay. Like Dude, say well, okay, even, even like a shitty even like a shitty a Starbucks job. drive-through like 
Okay, you're talking to people through the drive-through window, and you're gonna be butt-ass naked. That's He's, a different story. Yeah, well, like so, like my job. Uh, well, my job at the time, I was working as a an engineering consultant. So, like, yeah. Um, but I was, I was telecommuting. So, um, you know, I was working with clients and stuff. But I, n- I never actually saw any of my clients. You know, like they were, we just communicated over. Uh, um, That's like, what they like, call w- it? like web chat, yeah. So we never. I got. I actually don't even know what any of them look like, and they they probably don't know what what I look like either. It was really weird. It's they not just, through Zoom. I, yeah, well, it's it's through a uh, a program like Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, Zoom, but it, it it's really weird because I I worked I worked with them for like over a year, and I don't know what any of them actually look like. I just know their voice. It's really, uh, really. Are you allowed yeah, to talk about what you did anyway. when you worked for them or no? Yeah, yeah, I can talk about that. So, what did you do when you worked for them? Uh, like wherever so, you fucking worked, can you say where you worked? Yeah, well, no, yeah. I mean, that, that job I was working for a, um, I was working for a private, uh, private contractor for Department of the Interior. I was doing um, like cybersecurity engineering, hmm. penetration testing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I've this. done some penetration testing with yeah. your mothers. Yeah. <laughs> not that kind of penetration testing. You're stupid. <laughs> he showed me his lab one day. His his Cali Linux was it Cali Linux? Uh, that, yes, that is one of the. Well, it's a Cali Linux is an operating system, but yeah, it's. it's well, anyways, he he was he showed me that one day, and he was like, "Yeah, so this does this, this does that. You see that right there? That's what Dad's looking at right now. <laughs> <laughs> you could just go on it and bump us off our own internet." That's impressive. You just like go. Well, you were trying to learn how to do that, right? I mean, I still I have the course. Um, I gotta get um like a, a shitty router to practice on, because mm-hmm. the lessons I'm on right now all require like WPA WPA two like cracking. Like you're grabbing the track the packets and like cracking into the um the Wi-Fi. I guess it's basically you're cracking um the encryption so you get the password and then you can get onto the network and then once you're on the network correct me if i'm wrong you can see everything coming into it and going out of it right or some shit like that right yeah i don't know you know more about it <laughs> i haven't done it since we came back from albuquerque because i've just been really busy but i think we're back on it but yeah no i gotta get a crappy router because so go ahead sorry just i'm t- are you done like or can I totally cut you off? Go ahead. <laughs> Matthew, so Andrew's told me like your 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 work is in cybersecurity. That, that's right, yeah. Yep. So I mean cybersecurity is huge right now. That's a huge thing that we have to concern ourselves with. What is your I guess your personal personal take on cybersecurity? What's pushing you to do this? What do you think is the most important thing to look at for it? Well, I mean, the reason that I chose that path of w- that that line of work is like I've always been interested in computers, um, like ever since I was a little kid. Um, cybersecurity to me specifically is interesting because it's interdisciplinary. Okay. Um, so you you really have the chance. It's because when cybersecurity is kind of like a blanket term, like it's very you know saying I work in cybersecurity is like saying I work in construction you know it's like a, it's a very broad blanket term there's a lot of yeah subfields within it but so what subfield did you classify in? um well, well i'm an engineer so i i like my i do um mostly like network security engineering so i'm i'm basically like the guy that that keeps um keeps hackers out of out of networks for clients um that's sick though but so you kind of I mean, you would sit there and try to crack. The, you would try to hack in. 
Is that correct? Yeah. You would yeah, try sometimes. to find the weak point, the right. flaw in the wall. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's what penetration testing is in a nutshell. It's called, well, they, it's also called ethical hacking. You might hear it called that too, but yeah, your, your, your job is basically you're, you're acting as an adversary to break into either, um, you know, typically the, the client will give you what targets they want you to, to test against because they're obviously looking for weaknesses in a very specific part of their network or endpoint. So, um, so as, so as kind of, I mean, I'm not really immersed in that cybersecurity culture. I don't go on a VPN. I don't Mm -hmm. really worry about security that much. Somebody like me who isn't that concerned with security, what could you say to them about cybersecurity things to look out for Um, things that are really important in just every day? Well, I can tell you this, um, there is, there is virtually no privacy anywhere on the internet. So uh, my recommendation would be, dude, the cloud is um, so, I mean, it's just, it's the cloud. It's everything. Yeah. Everything is there. Even doing like really simple things that you think people would never find out about, like, uh, you know, like Google searches and stuff like that. Like if, when you type something into Google, that data can be going through dozens of different servers. Um, so, and, and it generally speaking, it, it gets cached somewhere. Alex watching hentai. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> dead <laughs> silent. It caught me off guard. I don't watch dead that. Dead phase. I was like, "What do you? No, I don't watch." So when I, I when I is. when I hit uh when I punch in Google.com on my keyboard, what what my computer is doing is it's sending requests to a DN, what's called a DNS server, domain name. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a domain name uh, resolution server. So you have something called an IP address, um, which is just a for for all intents and purposes just a number but it's difficult for us to remember numbers obviously because if you had to think about all the websites you go to if you had to remember like a long ass 16 digit number for every website you ever wanted to go to that'd be a pain in the dick right so you have a thing called a dns server that when you type in say google.com into your browser it's going to ping a dns server that that says oh hey that domain name corresponds to this ip address and then the ip address gets sent back to your browser and then directs you um, to whatever website you're, you're trying to access. But yeah. for example, if you're trying to, even if you just type in google.com, your computer is pinging a DNS server. But to get to that DNS server, it could have to go through dozens of other servers. So I was about to ask, so all of these servers are, I mean, you have hundreds of server, I, I guess I'd call them headquarters around the world, rooms, that are just like an acre or a mile of just computer servers, data centers. Um, is that what you're talking about? That's what this is all getting routed through. Um, so I mean, you can look at the world kind of less, like if you look at a globe, you see the ocean and then you see all the continents, but you could also look at it simply through how the world is wired. I mean, there's wires connecting each continent with the internet through those servers under the ocean yeah like those those shark poop cables but are all of those servers what happens if say somebody attacks one of those servers somebody goes after the cloud quote unquote somebody attacks the server blows it up what is the backup are all of those servers connected is it a giant circuit or is it an individual hub well that's that's something that happens every day um is it really? 
Yeah, I mean, hackers are always trying to get in. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess digital terrorism is a whole different threat now. Yeah, I mean, and that's part of, like, my job and what I do is, is keeping hackers off of, U- of U.S. networks. Um, Where do you see most of the foreign hackers coming from? Uh, Russia? Or uh, Yeah, I mean... The, the big like the big adversaries are definitely Russia and like China like that's no secret yeah for um, sure Russia and China is huge but um, another one that gets overlooked often actually is, uh, is North Korea North Korea actually has a lot of hacking talent is that right um, yeah yeah so, well, so yeah they had the a few years ago they hacked into I, I, what was it Sony Oh uh, yeah. yeah, that was when the interview came out. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. they just stopped that. That was retaliation. Oh, that was which, retaliation, which made it even more popular. Was that retaliation like even real, or was that just made up to hype up the movie? Because I heard like two different opinions about that. I I, I, mean, I don't think a cyber terrorism attack is no, you know, hype for a movie. Evidently, like I mean, Kim Jong Un was like, that's a, that's no. a display of power. <laughs> well, the not well, doing the, this. the same thing happened with the South Park guys, like numerous times. What's with Kim Jong Un being back from the dead? What do you mean? He died from the coronavirus like a few months ago, and now there's a bunch of. I don't know if it's that was. I heard that was a strategy to find snitches. In his regime. That's what I heard. Is he? Is he actually? No, still he's not. Alive? It was a strategy or is he to dead? find snitches. That's such is a he dead or alive state? right now? That's such a corrupt state. Like there's yeah. like no. There's, I feel like there's no concept of truth and. Oh, exactly. No, of yeah. course not. But so is Kim Jong-un alive or dead right now? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's, al- he's alive. If he was dead, we would definitely be hearing about it. There, there'd be a bigger uproar if he died. Like, n- like nationwide, like everywhere. That's fair. There was a kind of, kind of an uproar when he had like surgery or something that was evidently botched. Yeah. Um, and then like he was in intensive care and like there's rumors going around like whether or not he was alive or not. Yeah. And then one day he's like, I'm here. Or some crap. But they try to keep it a secret. Um, I'm gonna have to look this one up. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, same thing with like it's along the same lines of like the coronavirus reporting. Like they choose what they want to put out because no one in there in in North Korea has access to the internet or anything. So, and just yeah. speaking of the virus, I know a lot of people are getting vaccinated right now. Um, I mean, like my father has, my girlfriend has. Um, I'm sure. Most people, I know like many people who have. have, but like I haven't, and most it's not like, oh, the government's putting microchips in the like none of that shit. It's simply like it's still in an experimental phase. I feel like the vaccination was rushed because when you're looking at how, I mean, our vaccinations affect bacteria. You need to take the time to find the right phage, the right virus that will kill that bacteria. We haven't done that. We found a treatment that the FDA had kind of said, okay, yeah, that'll work as a treatment for now. And, like, again, firsthand, I've only seen my father and my girlfriend have taken the vaccine, and both of them got really sick. And I've just heard a lot of stories from a lot of people. A lot of my friends are telling me, yeah, I'm just feeling bad after I took the vaccine. I don't know what it is about it, man, but I just, again, I feel like it's really rushed. And there's something about it that's scary because yeah. now there's, you get, you get a card for saying you got vaccinated. You it's don't like get a, a, you don't get a card yeah. for saying you got vaccinated for strep or for yeah. tetanus. This is kind of like, 
it's a stretch. It's for sure a stretch. But you could look at it from a like a perspective of saying, okay, this is kind of becoming dystopic in the sense that you're not going to be allowed to leave the country. You're not going to be allowed to travel unless you have this card that says you took this vaccination. And keep in mind, I mean, dude, the vet, the coronavirus, it's very hyped up, but it's, I mean, the, all the statistics, the death rate, I mean, the ratio of people to actually infected is less than the flu all around, all around the world. It's just a new disease that we haven't seen before, and it scared a lot of people. Now you get this registration card. It's starting to seem less like the virus is the threat and more like the idea behind it is the threat. That's kind of a scary thought. Probably because it like crippled the economy. It definitely crippled oh, yeah. the economy. Yeah, it crippled yeah. everything. I mean, it crippled every. We've never. We haven't had anything like this since. I mean, if you're looking at it as a plague, you can look at it as a, you can look at it as a plague because of how it affected us, not in its actual effects. The coronavirus didn't hit everywhere, and it didn't hit people the way it should, the way it was, you know, advertised. It wasn't this, you know, godsend. It wasn't this plague that was going to kill you as soon as you got it. I remember the first time I heard about the coronavirus, we were at the beach, Andrew. Yeah. We were all at the beach. It was spring break, and we get home, and everybody is wearing masks, and it's, it's it was kind of scary. I was like, what the mm. fuck is going on? And the first thing that I heard about the coronavirus was that somebody had died in Texas. Mm. It's like, oh, shit. Like, this is serious. This could be a real issue. Now I'm brushing it off. Andrew has the Andrew got Corona two weeks ago. He's in my house right now, and I, I don't really give a shit. So did Ben. Ben got it too. Exactly. Long, a couple months ago. And I'm convinced that I had it, and I just didn't go and get tested for it because I thought I just had a cold. That's but that's what a lot of people. Think. I got tested because I couldn't taste your smell after once this like actual symptoms like started going away. I realized I couldn't taste your smell, and I still can't. It's been like three you weeks. Still can't. No, I still can't. So I guess Matthew. Another stretch. Uh, I, I love making stretches. Again, these aren't things that I really believe in heart. I just like putting the perspective out there. It's fun to think about. It's fun to put yourself outside of the box sometimes. So, Matthew, with your experience in technology and you've seen firsthand, you're on the front line of technology, digital innovation. What do you think about a country potentially being able to I mean, create a disease to create a virus, genetically engineer something like that, and di- I mean, digitally produce it. Well, that that very thing happens all the time. I mean, um, all the big superpowers do research on, uh, um, you know, bioweapons, biotechnology. Um, actually, not too far from here, Fort Detrick up in Maryland. It's probably like uh, maybe like an hour drive from where yeah, we're at right now. Yeah. Um, is where the U.S. does a lot of their um, biological weapons research. Um, and w- but the, the, the thing is, is um, there, there definitely are engineered um, vir- you know, viruses and bacteria out there that are being researched um, that, the gov- that we aren't supposed to know about. You know, it's, it's, that, 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 that is a thing. Um, I know, I've heard the theory that people think that this is like a lab leak 
from Wuhan. Yeah, which, <laughs> now, I, which so, I guess is, like, feasible. Sorry, just on what you said, I know that you're not allowed to talk about it, and it's – is that something that – just on the issue of classification – is that something that we're not allowed to know about because it's one of those things like, okay, if aliens came down, the public would be in panic. So we don't want them to know because we don't want them to panic. Or is it more of a malicious intent? No, I think it's just um, the, the U.S., like most other first world countries, does a lot of research on, on different things just simply out of being the – what it really comes down to is who has the the technological advantage when uh, when a major conflict breaks out Without because a doubt. it's because it's it's inevitable like it's going to happen. So the U I I know the U S and this isn't even this is just like public knowledge you know like the, like we know the government does a lot of research on different things like weaponizing things that traditionally wouldn't be weaponized. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that's for sure. That, I mean, you, yeah. dude, you see things that like you could go into a kindergartner or just some five-year-old and say, all right, draw a weapon. Be like, okay, uh, you know, machine gun grenade launcher. And then you can look up, okay, the military definitely has that shit. It's called an it's M4 just, with a grenade launcher attachment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like. I had it in COD. Oh. Oh, yeah. I think it's incredible how much. I mean, not to get like, you know, political or anything. That's the whole I point. <laughs> Put it out there. That's what but we do. I, I think I do think it is a little bit silly how much money we pour into a defense fund when less of our our threats are going to be physical and more of our threats are going to be digital. Right. We're pouring a lot of money into, you you know, like again. Uh, a missile could be thousands of dollars, but you're still having. Oh, what up? Ben just popped in, guys. He's going to be joining us. About fucking time. Yeah, Stop I was about bitches. to say. He's Stop a few bitches. minutes late, just like Alex. He gets the same shame. Yeah, you know our defense budget is like $600 billion. Uh, it's more than that. It's close to like $700. I know, I know the NASA budget. The reason I know that is because the NASA budget is like one tenth of a percent of the defense budget. The NASA budget is yeah. one tenth? Yeah, one tenth of percent. NASA, why. I think the the important distinction to make there is like NASA is a sing is a is a single agency. Whereas when you say like Department of Defense, like that encompasses all branches of the military, all intelligence agencies affiliated with DoD. Like it's kind of like comparing. I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's like comparing something really small to like like a singular part to like a, something that's complete. I don't know. An apple to a, a pack of oranges. Yeah. Yeah. But think about how much fucking space exploration we could do if we had a $600 billion budget for NASA. Now it's all privatized. Yeah. Boot, I, boots on the moon 2024. Boots on the moon. Now it's, now it's all SpaceX, private sectors, Lockheed Martin, um, Ga- Galaxy, what is it called? G- Galact, no... Galaxy something. What is it called? Uh, it's a company. I don't know about that one. I know about Blue Origin. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Be- what? Jeff Bezos. He has a um, aerospace company called Blue Origin. It's like SpaceX's biggest competitor. 
Oh shit! I didn't know that. I've never heard of that. Yeah, right. Yeah, there, there's a reason because they uh, they don't do they don't do nearly as. That's probably because their CEO is in a fucking meme. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You met Elon Musk one time, didn't you? Uh, yeah. You did. Explain yeah. that. Yo, How is tell, he? Okay, tell that story. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, it was back when I worked for Tesla. Um, the, I'm trying to think what the circumstances were. He had they had just opened a new um. Like a, like a new office. Um, well, it's like a, I forget the word they use. It was like a new facility that they opened in Virginia. It was like the third one on the East Coast. I think there was one in maybe Philly and one in Florida at the time. And then they wanted to open one in like the middle of the, the East Coast. So they chose um, Vienna, Virginia as a location. But it was basically like an office space slash sales slash delivery center. So like when people order a car, they would come and pick their cars up at this facility. And um distribution he, center no it's not a distribution center it's kind of it's more of like they call it a delivery center because that's where you like when people order their cars they would they would be delivered there from the, the plant in california and then people would come pick them up at that facility um so yeah i mean i guess in a way it's a distribution center mm. um but yeah he was at the grand opening of that facility they had kind of like a black tie event and um i was there and he and he was there but and I'm talking about Elon Musk. Yeah, and I did get to meet him. I shook his hand. Um, did you really? Yeah, yeah, I only met him for like thirty seconds. Um, so was he just like, oh, that's very nice to meet you. Or is it like, is it like a, hi, I'm Matthew. He's like, Matthew, nice to meet you. I, you know, it the the exchange was so, it was so like, um, so short that I don't even know if I said my name. It was just like, uh, it's like, hey, goodbye. Did you get introduced by someone, or did you walk no, up to him? The important. Did you make eye con? Did he make eye contact with you when you shook his hand? Yes, I, I remember that because that's important. Is cured. That makes the man. <laughs> I I, rem I remember. Um, I did make eye contact with him because I remember being surprised at how tall he was. Really? Um, how tall was he? Well, was so, he taller than Alex? I huh? thought he was short. <laughs> I've always pictured him as like. Short. So, well, yeah. So Why'd that's you attack me just that's, now. That's you were late. Shut up. That's what I thought. I thought he was like a. I didn't. I mean, I obviously I didn't assume he was short. I just didn't assume he was tall either. But um, you know, like I'm a big guy. I'm like six three, like six three, six four, and um, I mean, I was looking like eye to eye with him. Like he has to be every bit of six two. Guys, um, and just on physique, like straight hetero right now. I gotta tell you, Ben. Why are you looking so much bigger, man? You're looking a lot more defined, like toned. You've been working out? No, dude, I'm just wearing a small shirt right now. Medium, oh, fair enough. Medium, medium shirts. So my muscles kind of popping. So if Ben hasn't been working out, I guess medium shirts really do make you be popping. Like yeah, they do. Wow, that was straight hetero, by the way. No they, we get off topic all the time. Home. Okay, um, no but so you no shook home. his hand. I've never heard the story. So you, what happened after that? Yeah, Did, no, I uh, shook his hand and um. Yeah, I said um, at the time I was a really new employee. So I was like, yeah, pleasure to meet you. Uh, glad for the opportunity. So did he come to your location or were you at headquarters? No, this was at that new that facility they opened up in Vienna that I was talking about. Oh, so okay. So yeah. he came for the opening. Yeah. Yeah, he was there and a bunch of other higher up people were there. Well, I mean, at the time, Tesla was a lot smaller. Like it wasn't a big company like it is now. How is he as a person? Well, I, that what you could gather. Like I said, I it's difficult to tell. How um, long ago did you meet him? Oh, this has been... Pfft, Six years ago, probably. Dude, before he was a major meme. Yeah, before pushing. he, yeah, before um, he was really a meme. Yeah, no, he was, he was, um, if I had to describe him, like, he had very intense energy, like, kind of very awkward. 
Um, I was about to say, he's an awkward person. I don't. I doubt he would smart have as shit, bro. Have like you seen him like on Joe smart, Rogan? He usually are. Yeah, like a genius, but he's like on the spectrum. On a Joe Rogan, bit. he literally said, "Yeah, sometimes it's like <laughs> hot take from Alex. Elon Musk is on the spectrum." I said, "Like, yeah. you know how they have like, like no, an dude, Elon Musk is brilliant type people where they're like geniuses, but like socially, they're like they give off that energy." Yeah, I genuinely believe Elon Musk is the monolith of leaders in our generation. Cool. <laughs> and Matthew, Matthew, I know we're pummeling, the, pummeling you with questions. He's right the guest. Now. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I, I do have to ask. Like, you, feel free to decline. I can clip this out. Um. So I know Elon Musk offers Tesla employees stock. Yeah. Is it? I I heard like two hundred thousand of stock a year. Like that's that's impressive, especially six years ago compared to now with Tesla. Not not person. I'm not saying like how have you personally done, but you know that's impressive for him doing that for his employees. I mean that's that's huge. Yeah, Gold's Gym just yells at you. <laughs> you just- <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so you, I mean, just working in the company itself, him ta- how he takes care of his employees well. What he wants to ask is, did he give you stock? Did you get stock? Not just did he, not just did he give you stock, but even though he gave you stock, did you feel cheated out of a paycheck? Paycheck? Did you feel cheated out of your wage, or did you feel like that was truly a benefit? No, I mean, it definitely was. I mean, I didn't like this was a like before Tesla really took off. So, um, I mean, I did receive stock grants while I was working there. Um, at the time, I was going to school too, so I, I ended up selling a big chunk of the stock that I was granted to, to help pay for school. But it's like if I had if I had held on to that stock, um, like if I had not sold a single share and just held on to it um, and wrote it through this past year when it went through that like seven seven hundred percent multiplier or whatever it was last year, I mean, I would I, I would hit like eight fifty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, I'd be a millionaire right now. Like, I'd be a multi-millionaire. How much? Like, how many shares? Did you like what was? Can you say like what? How many shares you were given? I mean, I I honestly can't because there was there was several stock splits, so mm. I I really don't know how many shares I had. But okay, I'm guessing it's a shitload if you're saying you would have been a millionaire. Well, not not really because back then, um, the stock like if you look at, you, I mean, you have to look at a graph of the the stock increase. But, um, I probably I probably would have had somewhere around, like if I had stayed there and contribute and long enough to like be for all my stock to vest and then all of the, the the my set aside like the maximum amount i could have for my paycheck which i think at the time was like 20 percent towards stock then i probably would have had somewhere around a hundred thousand dollars of stock pre-boom so it's literally gone up i think like 20 or 23 times um that would make me want to fucking shoot myself yeah so basically so basically, the two like two point three million dollars before taxes is about what I would have had. But that that's if I stayed. That's if I stayed there the whole time, um, working and then contributed, you know, my twenty percent from my. Do you paycheck. regret not staying there? No. Why? Um, well, to be honest, that's very. Like, that's not something I could have predicted. So, like, I really don't beat myself up over it. Of course, you can't. Well, no, you but like, can't. why do you? You um, don't regret you not staying at Tesla. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you left Tesla and started working for Apple. You said you were he was Matthew's head genius in three months. 
after like month six, you said you got demoted or something because you got pissed off at a customer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Apple. That that was just a thing I did to put myself through school. But um, yeah, that was a. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to like. I don't. I almost don't want to like talk about that whole experience because I don't want to get like sued or something. Fair enough. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, but, that um, makes sense. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> I didn't have the best time. I'll, yeah, I'll leave it at that. At Tesla or Apple? No, Tesla was great. Yeah, at the, at the fruit at company. Apple. The fruit company. Fruit company. <laughs> so when you're comparing, when I personally, as a consumer, I look at Tesla and I say, okay, I like Tesla. They're doing good things for the world. They're making cars all electric. But more so, I'm, I'm a supporter of Elon Musk. Him pushing SpaceX him pouring himself into spacex because nasa's not getting the funding putting us on the moon getting us to that next phase when you're comparing that to google or apple uh, apple in particular um i mean who you also work for who gets to that billion dollar status by selling adapters and chargers and new phones that you need every year or two how are you going to compare those two companies that you've worked for them because i'm sure i mean it must have been a lush work experience at apple or did you get to see some of that i mean i'll call it deception what do you mean by deception deception in that uh apple will intentionally put flaws in their own systems that you need to bring in to have a specialist take care of or you need to have this specific adapter i mean usb-c cables weren't huge until apple mm -hmm. totally dominated yeah, it's that the same market. thing with the dongle exactly no, the dongle i mean my, my experience at apple is that um they actually were by all and I, i'm not just I haven't been, I haven't worked there for years, so I have no association with them anymore. So like, I, I can give you like my brutally honest opinion. And my my brutally honest opinion is, is that Apple, um, while I was working there, always was a very like ethically sound company. Like I, mm -hmm. I didn't particularly enjoy my time there just for cultural reasons, more or less. But they really are a pretty ethical company. I never, I never saw anything that would lead me to believe that they were trying to deceive customers. Um, I remember mm -hmm. the whole the whole battery remember the whole battery situation where yeah, um, yeah they yeah. had a the class action lawsuit against them because they were throttling um they were per, they were intentionally throttling people's phones what the processors and people's phone the so it would the phones wouldn't shut off on them and um the thing is is like there was actually a legitimate engineering reason for that um i think where they where they messed up is that they just didn't disclose that they were doing it so that's where kind of the gray area was and then people uh, thought a conspiracy see. started yeah exactly i but mean that's the, one of the things that made me think that but the, the truth is, is that there sense. actually was a there yeah. actually was a real reason you can you can't say that but like is it or no so I, I mean i can i can talk about it like so what was the reason then well like, like they thought or that the issues happened what were the issues so the the issue is that apple was and they admitted to this this isn't like allegedly or anything like they admitted to doing this they basically slowed down the speed of people's phones the, how fast the processor the clock rate of the processors inside the phone um they intentionally slowed it down um to prevent the prevent phones from shutting off 
um, because mm. what ha- what happens is when you have a lithium battery that that gets a certain amount of cycles on it, it starts to degrade and then it can't put out the same amount of amperage that it, what it did when it was new. And that's that that CPU running really heavy when phones start getting older. You know, you have like like the the operating systems that run the phone and the apps that run on the f- operating system become bigger and bigger over time and more demanding. Um, so that combined with the aging battery puts a lot of stress on the phone and what ha- what was happening is that phones were um, the battery was not able to provide the processor with the the power that it needed to run so what would happen is phones would just shut off um, okay. Okay. and the reason that they slowed down the um, the processors and the phones is so they, they wouldn't do that um, they would instead of trying to overclock themselves and then not having the energy not and basically freaking out because they don't have enough energy to run they they slowed the processors down so they, that, that that wouldn't happen if that makes sense um but they didn't tell they didn't disclose to customers that they were doing that mm-hmm. which is where i think the legal issue was but there was a legit that it was a legitimate reason because i used to see it all the time like i would see people come in complaining about their phones overheating and shutting down several times throughout the day and it was always because of the battery the batteries were just were um were too degraded they were degrading at the same time that the cpu was like requiring more and more right energy because of like updated apps exactly like that exactly precisely so Um, if you take i mean so there's obviously a lot of I'm just I, I'd call that fine tuning that we can make on an imperfect object that we've created because uh, I mean having something like that it's an imperfection but it's something that we can fix when you take outside of a corporation if you take that technology on a government scale how do you see that applied how do you take that that level of technology and I mean, we have smartphones. We have, we have Apple that'll give us phones, computers, TVs, iPads. Where do we see that same technology coming in from? Less of an industrial front, more of a government front. Well, the the government and private industry fundamentally have two different goals. You know, like the government, depending on what area of the government you're working in. Um, the goals are even different but the the government so the government doesn't have its own i guess research firms that will study all of this stuff they no they 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 subsidize private firms no no the government definitely does a lot of research actually um is that through the military uh in, in large part yeah department of defense the actually the um the government does a lot of research on um uh like I know for a fact they do a lot of AI. Research. Well, yeah, AI. Definitely. I mean, that's less so America. But actually, um, a little-known fact is that, um, well, I'm not going to name the specific agency, but um, a government agency actually um, discovered several firmware-level weaknesses within the Android operating system that Google wasn't even aware of and Google, in case you're not familiar google is actually the, the company that that um, i don't think they originally built android i think they bought it from some other smaller company and then built on top of it developed on top of it but um the government 
this government agency actually discovered a critical vulnerability within the Android operating system that Google was not even aware of. And because of that, um, they worked with Google to develop a patch that is still in every single Android phone to this day. Hmm. Um, I know. I mean, I have an Android and yeah. my shit's fucked sometimes, but I've had the same phone for six years now and it still works. I love this. Um, yeah, wait, I'm going to cut you off real quick. Sorry, no, I, need to, I need to cut you off because just kind of almost an important question. There's something I'm super curious about, Matthew, um, because you're in cybersecurity. When you're comparing – so in the United States alone, I'd say per capita most people have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I have an Android. A good bit of people have an Android. But overseas in China, Asia – um, whatever you see, Huawei is really the dominant brand. Mm-hmm. How does the security? I don't know if you've had any first-hand experience with Huawei, but how do you see the security difference between Huawei and Apple? More of an American, like a really, a, your security is in the public eye. A lot of government actions are in the public eye versus Huawei, where you can get kind of that cover over the i mean the security you can you can put an eye in private um if you've had any first-hand experience with huawei that is yeah well i mean huawei it's it's japanese apple oh yeah it's chinese it's a chinese Chinese. is is it like just another name for the coding program no like no uh, it's 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 a a larger brand than they make computers and phones and uh so it's not they make hardware Okay. Yeah, no, I mean... It's like, one of the largest companies in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, China being a communist state, um, there's definitely more... The government has a lot more say what goes on. Because, um, you know, like, in, in the U.S., obviously, we're... Uh, we're um, the same way, just we pretend We're a capitalist a country, so it's like, you know, it's like... I mean, private is bad with China. We're yeah. capitalists, is what we're, we are. We're capitalists, yeah. Like, yeah. private industry owns the means of production. Um, so, the government... I mean, there, there's obviously government regulations. That China to owns private industry. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's like here, everything's just... Uh, there's a, Everything's regulated, obviously. It's like, you know, we have the FDA that looks after the... You know, food manufacturing and drug manufacturing, and uh, make sure make sure that basically anything we're putting in our body is safe. But ultimately, what goes on in those industries is up to um, the companies that are in it and competing against each other. Whereas in China, you don't really have that. Um, everything's a lot more centrally planned, so I think there's a lot more opportunity. Do you do you think that's just because of a, I mean, a lack of attention? China just turns a blind eye to it. Because I mean, if you look at Okay, so fisheries will put the dolphin safe label on their fish, and but you don't have an observer on every single boat. The same way the FDA doesn't have an observer in every single factory or on every single farm making sure that these were organically produced. Do you think that China kind of just says, okay, yeah, we have people watching all this stuff, this is fine, when in reality they're they have that invisible hand um well every, every country has that invisible hand so to speak like every country has its, yeah yeah has intelligence agencies you know like the the u.s has 
some of the the biggest, most powerful intelligence agencies on the planet. I was about to say, do you think we're still the most advanced? Uh, in most in most regards, yes. Not in every regard, but in most, yes. Uh, we definitely have the most influence, that's for sure. What do you think we're lacking in? Nukes. I mean, Russia has us beat <laughs> by the thousands, but... Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, our... We're definitely lacking in infrastructure. I can tell you that our infrastructure is actually really out of date. Um, I think if most people realize how out of date our infrastructure really is. Well, I think it's falling apart because it's um, a lot of a very large part of our electrical, um, like our, our power grid system, runs on like nineteen sixties technology. Um, like the way it's set up, or just the way it's produced, like copper wiring, or what? No, like the, like the actual like like the actual like physic like technology that it uses um, was like burning coal or fossil fuels or just like the the, the yeah, the, but also the age of it, like the age of all of the ca- all of the cable. Think about oh, the, yeah. think about the physical infrastructure, like the age yeah. of everything. We're definitely lacking in that regard because, um, like, I feel like as far as government spending goes in the U.S., like they're they're more focused on. Like most of our tax dollars go towards defense and not not necessarily Without towards economic development, which I think um, I think the new administration is doing some good stuff. I mean, I don't want to get like too political. I think the new administration is taking some good steps though to kind of um, go back on that a little bit. Well, I bet but, you say that during the new administration. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think. I think the U.S. the U.S. is still the predominant superpower in, in the world, and uh, probably will be for some time. Just going based off of influence and like political leverage. But, is that right, dude? I thought I. I mean, I I think that China's really on the the rise. That's the growing fear. That's our Cold War. I mean, that's our version of Russia. Yeah. Our parents' version of Russia. But that's why it's so important. Like that's why, like the like the work. Like I'm not trying to like hype myself up here. Like I'm sorry if it sounds kind of no, like, dude. Be as prideful as you want. But that's why, like the work that like me and the people I work with do is so important because keeping hackers out of our shit. Like it keeps it keeps China and other countries from being able to steal that intellectual property. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, because a lot of the technology that China has is stuff that they've ripped off from us because they've been able to obtain, you know information from from patents and um they've been able to steal intellectual property from private um private industry it's all the spies man did you have did you see spycraft on uh, netflix no. spycraft was sick there is a dude they there is a guy um in the cia i forgot his name um but they arrested him i think in vienna when he was he was putting they and they go into depth about how these people like pass along information but he was spying for russia or china he had been doing it for like ten years, and they finally caught on to him, and they arrested him when he um he was putting like a flash drive and a dead drop in some tree in like Vienna, Virginia, huh. and they just they they got his ass, and then I think I think they said his last like his first words when they were arresting him, he goes, oh, so this is how it's gonna go, <laughs> and then they just put him in cuffs, but like. There are so many like agents and stuff like, and they go in the depth about how like half the technology that Russia and China have, they ripped off from us from spies and like sleeper agents, and then and vice versa, we do the same thing to them. I believe it. I believe that's how that whole system works. 
Yeah, that's so crazy. Just nothing but spies just stealing from each other and yeah. dead drops and shit. Yeah, but again, and, I think uh, some. I mean, when you have corporations that exist beyond a government scale, um, I mean, imagine you have a person who has so much money that they look at the United States and they say, okay, I don't want to live here. I want to go live in Greece. They go spend two months in Greece and then they say, all right, I want to go live. I don't know. I want to go live in fucking Estonia. So they go spend a few months in Estonia. You, when you have that much money and that much power, you start to lose a sense of nationality. And I think that's where it's, Corporations work on a national spectrum. They work on a worldwide spectrum. They lose nationality. And that's what I think the real threat is, is less about how countries are reacting, how countries are spying. China going to attack us. It's more about the overgrowth of capitalism. And I think you really see that when you get companies like Apple that can get away with making billions of dollars off of dongles. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's yeah. private. It's private enterprise, man. I mean, it's uh, there's nothing people, people fall uh, for it. But the thing is, they're subsidized by the government. Who is? I'm, uh, dude. I'm, you take. All right, let's look at our defense companies. You have Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Boeing. Like all the Boeing. Big, yeah. They get all the big defense contracts. They Gen- get general, not hundreds general of dynamics. thousands, yeah. not millions, billions of dollars for our defense budget. Dude, like a Predator missile will cost upwards of five, ten thousand dollars, and you're making thousands of those each year. I mean, our defense budget is insane compared to what we need it for. And man, we're we're at a a liminal space between the past and the future that is the present where we we are blending in warfare with digital I mean creation yeah and I think I don't know dude it's such a weird thing to think about like you're not gonna be seeing motherfuckers carrying swords around anymore stabbing each other we will after world war three yeah, it's gonna. It's oh, yeah. gonna who, be good. Who said that quote? It's, Einstein. Uh, yeah, Einstein. I don't know what World War Three will be fought with, but World, World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. I love that quote. I really do. It's beautiful. It's, it is. It's true. It's because it's, the first person that uses the next nuke, the second cu- the that uses the next, yeah, that uses the next nuke, that's the end of the world. <laughs> Dude, put yeah, yourself absolutely. In, put yourself in that person's shoes. You have. The other key, you you get two keys or whatever. You get the button. If you have the button in front of you, where you're just you have the order. All right, send the missiles, and you know like okay, I'm about to start a nuclear holocaust. Dude, the actual nuclear. So we saw them when we went to the um national like new what was it nuclear museum? Yeah, it was like museum nuclear 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 science some shit. They have all the nuclear footballs throughout the years, and they literally started from like. A, a key and a button and went into like oh yeah go ahead 
and they went into like suitcases where you have to like put in two keys, type in a sh- bunch of codes, and then it brings up a screen where you type in a password, and then you can awful. button turns like green. Yeah, it's awful. Button turn like they're so complicated, but they're so fucking cool. But like if you if you're that country that launches a nuke, you're also killing yourself because you already know everyone else is gonna nuke you back. You pushing that button if you're in that situation. Unless you're dominant. Would you push yeah, unless that button? Your, unless your nuke hits them first, which is not, because we're going to detect it coming, and we're going to launch our nukes back at you. Yeah. Don't we have defenses, though, like, to shoot the nukes down before they could reach, like, our, our land? That's yeah, we, is, we that, that. I thought that was for, like, ICBMs. I thought nukes were, like, different. Like, you can maybe disable the actual the thrusters shooting the, that the nukes coming on, the warheads on, but well, you can't disable the actual yeah, warheads. Well, an ICBM is just an intercontinental ballistic missile, so you, yeah. you can have a nuke on an ICBM, but an ICBM isn't a nuke always, you know? No, I know, but, like, you can disable that. Like I said, you can disable the thruster, but you're not going to disable the warhead. That thing, that it, it goes once it gets to a certain, like, altitude. Like, a nuke doesn't actually hit the ground and explode. It explodes, like... Um, like a hundred, hundred feet in the air before yeah. it hits the ground, and and the debris, but yeah, and the force. Be- but the, your defense the would debris, hit it yeah, way before that. If you can detect it, they're fucking fast now. Like back, like back then when the the Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they, they dropped it from a plane and then they flew away before that thing even hit the ground. Yeah. So like, but now you can just hit a button and it, and it like it just comes off a submarine. Or a missile silo like the one we saw in uh, New Mexico just opens and it goes. Like they can they can just reach wherever they want in the world. And so the defense mechanism to defend against that push that disables yeah. it disables the the thrusters. That's well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I it guess it depends what it, it is. It doesn't disable the actual. Weapon. They have there's one there's one um, kind of defense mechanism. I think they had it in some European country. It's called the iron iron shield or something and basically it's a bubble of yeah. like e- emp or something what I'm it's it waves iron dome. iron dome that's what mm. it is so you could talk about uh, israel yeah israel and when, when a missile goes through it it just completely fries like the 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 computer that's and then it just drops but and would it still detonate when it after it dropped i don't know if it, don't like know. the force itself do you think it would be going fast enough like to actually do damage no, no, because it wouldn't erupt. It it fries the thing that makes oh, it again. Like, essentially, blow what, what's impact, making it work? Impact will not detonate a nuclear. Yeah. Bomb. No, I didn't mean it's, detonate, but like the I'm saying like the damage it would do, like how bad would that damage do? Because if it's flying that way, but if it just drops, falling out of the sky. Yeah. yeah, if it just drops, then that's, no, that's, that's just that's just dead weight hitting the ground. And that yeah. Iron Dome, I mean that I, I believe that that was inspired by Reagan's kind of Star Wars program. So Matthew, with that, I mean, so Reagan's Star Wars program during the Cold War, you know, we had Gorbachev saying, okay, I'm going to send over all these nukes. And we're Reagan was like, all right, I'm going to send over all these nukes. And Was that your Reagan impression? <laughs> that was my Reagan impression. <laughs> uh, you got all these nukes in Cuba. Well, you got all these nukes in Cuba. I got all these nukes over here in fucking Turkey or whatever. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. But so my point is, so Reagan pretty much said it was a it was a bluff. He said, yeah, we have the Star Wars program and we have a satellite that's watching our country, uh, a whole array of satellites that are watching our country. And if you send a nuke, as soon as you send a nuke, we're going to sense it. And our satellites are going to send a laser beam that are just going to disable the warhead. (laughs) And the 
Russians believed it. They thought we had the Star Wars program, um, which of course we didn't yeah. have. That would be called a counterintelligence. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's classic deception, and it was brilliant, and it worked, and it was a huge part of the Cold War, and it, it I mean it gave us an edge on the Russians who were. I mean, I'll say they had a technological edge on us at the time. But, um, I mean, point being with that, has there been any growth on that? Has there, I mean, the Star Wars program, it's, of course, it was conceptual at the time. It was Reagan just bluffing. But it's not a bad idea. Have any government agencies or government-affiliated companies started on a Star Wars program for the United States like Israel has done with the Iron Dome? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I know like Israel gets a lot of their technology from us. Um, I really don't know about... Well, I think technology is just more about humanity than nationality. I think we share a lot of our findings. Yeah. Build Depends. off each other. I don't think we would be anywhere without cultural appropriation, quote-unquote. I mean, take the first nuke, for example. It was Einstein studying it with the Germans, then he came over here, and he was like, they're going to fucking kill you if we got to do it first. No, and but then... that wasn't Einstein. So Oppenheimer started that project, and Einstein wanted to find, again, so Einstein wanted to find the power of the atom so he could find a sustainable energy source, an infinite energy source that could power us to the speed of light. Because again, the only thing missing from our human equation to reaching the speed of light is that mass cannot reach the speed of light without an infinite energy source. So Einstein was trying to find this infinite energy source. So that's why he was messing around with the atom. That's why he started up on the Manhattan Project. But then he left it um, because Oppenheimer was pretty much like he, he found out or Einstein found out that it was going to be used on human beings. He didn't want that to happen. But Oppenheimer said, you know, that's the only way we're going to win this war. So Oppenheimer took point on the project. And when they were going to they they had talked about in Japan, you know, we should drop the bomb in an unpopulated location just to show them the power of the bomb, just to show Japan the power that we have, that we could use on them. That alone will make them surrender. But, I mean, after a lot of arguing and getting down to the bottom of it, Oppenheimer and his group finally said, you know, the only way we're really going to display our strength is by dropping this bomb. So the next day they dropped it on Hiroshima. Three days later, they dropped it on Nagasaki. Um, Well, one was an atomic. I'm pretty sure the second was a plutonium. There were two. There was. There were two different bombs. I know one was plutonium. I believe the second was hydrogen. No, which one is was, one was plutonium. One was um, uranium. Yeah. Oh, uh, was it? Because I know hydrogen bombs are what we're working hydrogen with. Hydrogen mass. wasn't invented yet, and they're they're five times yeah. as big as what we dropped on here. I don't know how the uranium bomb worked, but I remember That's reading crazy. about it at that museum. The plutonium bomb. It's an. It, it was an implosion device, and. I was just thinking about this the whole time. And basically it was a, a ba- um, in the center of it was like a small percentage of plutonium and then around it was TNT. So what would happen was the TNT would ignite and push in on the plutonium and then that just that that rapid change in density and pressure causes the plutonium to explode out and that's when you get the massive that's when you get the, the bomb. So is that Fusion or fission? It was implosion. It was nothing more than... T- oh, actually, I don't know. That, that's that's fucking chemistry. So it's, it's fission. 
Yeah, we don't. We don't. Wait. As I think we've done it recently, but we don't have humans haven't been able to reenact so fo- fusion. That force. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But so that force would have been enough to cause fission. It's kind of crazy. I, I, don't know. I don't know what how is, to make is, a. Wait, what is fission? So the, the so fission is if you tell a nuclear reactor. Works. If you take like a okay. uranium two thirty five atom, right? If you were to split that atom, so. All right, so uh, a better analogy. Take a hydrogen atom in your fingertip. Mm-hmm. All right, so you take a skin cell and you isolate that hydrogen atom. If you tear apart that atom, you will have the force of a hydrogen explosion. Okay. So tear, that tearing apart of the atom, of that, that hydrogen molecule itself, is fission. Fusion, nuclear fusion, is when you're fusing two atoms together. And that force, the energy displaced in that fusion, creates such a reaction that is a nuclear blast. We haven't been able to reach that. Yeah, that only happens in stars as of right now. Yeah. I think, I remember hearing something about it. Like, we just did, like, a small experiment with it, with fusion. Is that right? Yeah, don't quote me. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how that works. I don't know how the uranium works. I just remember reading about the plutonium and then it was the plutonium bomb on the second one with Nagasaki or one of them. It was an implosion and it just imploded on the plutonium and then the pressure and density caused it to explode back out. And then that's how you got the massive, that's how you got the bomb. Now, when you guys went to New Mexico to the, the blast site, you got some Trinitite, right? No, we didn't go to the blast site. You can't go there. It's still gov- it's, it's still a government base. Um, we got He got the Trinitite um, from the museum because one, I guess one of the founders of the museum used to work for the government, so they just let him like, go in there and just pick up a shitload. Hmm. To, to anyone who doesn't know, Trinitite is um, an element or, yeah, actually it's an element that was created from the nuclear, the the test at trinity which is a site in new mexico where they tested the first bomb and the heat and pressure and just massive change in atmosphere literally fused the sand into a new element and it looks like a green glass it's called trinitite and when we went to the museum in new mexico the whatever the fuck it's called they literally just have it it's not radioactive or anything it's that's what i was about to ask if yeah. it's radioactive it's mildly radioactive okay well fuck but dude imagine <laughs> imagine so like Trinitite, so sand glass is formed when sand is melted at a really high temperature, forms in a glass. So you're doing nuclear testing out in New Mexico in the desert, and this nuclear explosion forms into a mushroom cloud. And when it shoots up into that mushroom cloud, all of this sand in the desert is shot up through that funnel, through that chimney. Yeah, see, he just watched the episode. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Dude, no, because we're talking about this shit now, and, like, it's just as fresh. So, but all that sand is melting at such an intensity that when it goes out, it's raining down this molten green glass. And all of that molten green glass is then sitting on the floor of the blast site of ground zero. And when that solidifies, that forms with the sand and whatever other rocks are on the ground, and that becomes trinitite when it dries. 
And it's really sick because that's something you can only find in like New Mexico. So I think it's really cool that you have that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's definitely something I'll keep for the rest of my life. It's a cool thing to have. Without a doubt. So I'm like, I'm, a, I'm like a huge science nerd too. So I feel that. <laughs> that collecting seagrass is extinct and nuclear bomb instead of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is, Ben. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Science, bitch. Yes, science. doesn't fucking communicate which is ironic yeah audio guy doesn't fuck up like business guy does <laughs> my business guy my business, my business guy. Well, at exactly least, at least business guy wasn't late go fuck yourself or what that's all i got late one time late one time everybody but yeah and dude, they never forget nukes. it they literally forget all the nukes good. are cool they, for, <laughs> the they literally forget every good thing you've done and then all now now you're just the late guy you're also the short guy <laughs> i hate everything about you that's okay so do i i'm the looks of the group yep i'm the cute one what do you, as an outside perspective, what do you, do you think that's true? <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, I'm not oh, gay, so I can't, I can't judge the attractiveness of males, to be honest. You easily can, even if you're not gay. I mean, like, I don't really... It's not like I'll fuck him, but you could say that's an attractive guy. I don't know, like, I don't feel... I don't feel attraction towards guys. Like, I mean, I, I feel like I can tell, like, when I see some actors, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good-looking guy, but I don't, yeah. like... Dude, yeah, it's not about attraction. It's no. about like sy facial symmetry. Right. Yeah, being you able to look at somebody, being able be to like, judge, be like they're a good-looking person, but it doesn't necessarily mean like I find that person attractive. Exactly, dude. Like Ryan Reynolds, that's a handsome man. That's a handsome man. That's a new handsome man. Say, He's sculpted, but that oh. doesn't mean I have any kind of attraction towards him. New Girl said the best way. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel or somebody in New Girls. No, the show. I think I don't remember who said it, but the best that. way to do, to figure out if a man is attractive or not as another man is to decide whether or not you wouldn't mind looking like that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you look at someone you're like, "You know what? I wouldn't Socrates. mind looking like that guy." Then, that's then they're probably attractive. attractive. I would literally hate to look like Alex. <laughs> I wouldn't want to look like you. Dude, Alex looks like Chester Bennington and you look like yeah, John Stuff fucking You, you look like Jesse Eisenberg. You look like Dude, the, that's what he's been telling me. You kind of do look like so, Jesse dude, Eisenberg. So it, to fuck off. Well, get Andrew, so loud, audio guy. Get so mad, audio guy. Andrew, okay, sick. Sarah, get the fuck out of the basement. Audio Please. guy's angry. <laughs> Let's just call him audio guy. Don't get the audio guy angry. Dude, <laughs> audio guy's gonna step away for a second. Good. Maybe down. you should step yeah. away forever. Can you just take a big deep breath, please? Can you just fucking? Good one. Good one, guy. Yeah, you got me there, audio, audio guy. Audio guy. Any <laughs> <laughs> audio what? guy. Yeah. Well, it's because Jake just turned us off and then turned us right back on and then argued for a little bit. And then he had he's a tantrum. He's, no, not that. Sure. Jake is turning us on. My penis is very flaccid around Jake. I would sure hope so. Mm -hmm. It's a little hard around Andrew. 
How does it feel? How does it, how is it around my brother? Around your brother? I don't know yet. He doesn't know. Okay, so he doesn't know yet because he doesn't know how gay he can get with you. Yeah, I don't know. Until you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Not actually. So he knows he can get super gay with him. It's basically, yeah. he's basically just an older version of me. An older, more successful version of me. <laughs> <laughs> then Megan is the brother in between. The brother. Fair enough. She is a man. Uh, you you said it actually we talked about it last time. Yes. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the day she listens to this and then I get the text. What the fuck, Andrew? Yo, is her? <laughs> would she be mad or would she think it's funny? No, we've been making fun of her for the past 18 years. When no. my dad imitates her, he gets a, he gets his voice real deep. <laughs> her 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 fiance weighs 90 pounds. He goes he imitates her. He goes, hey yo Nick. <laughs> he goes, hey yo Nick, come over here. Let me bench press you. That's great. Yeah, Nick, feed me some bonbons. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I need a warm up. One time we passed some like pro like these big ass propane tanks. He goes, Oh look, it's Megan's gym. Like he'll be like, Yeah, man. One time I told I told Is she like legit jacked? No. Oh, okay. The way you talk about her, she's saying she's just No, it's just yoked. like she can pull planes with her nuts. That's it's not that special. That's pretty special. Yeah. That's special in and of itself. Ayo hey, Nick. Ayo hey, Nick. Get over here. And then they got this new dog. Her name's Bailey, bro. She's just this fucking turd. And her legs, her back legs what are really long. And her front legs are really short. So when she, and she just has a staring problem. So she'll just sit there like this. What kind of dog is this? I don't know. What kind of dog is it? I don't know. Fucking mutt. What kind of dog is this? <laughs> that kind of dog. Uh, this is a tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> Entry, please. Sarah has joined us yet again. Oh, hey, yo. yo. This is the biggest this is the biggest podcast party. This is a podcast party Let's right go. now. We got six people on this podcast right now. Six people. Are you enjoying yourself? Uh, you having a good time? Just guys, I'm not, just for anybody who's really We get off topic right pretty now, quick. Yeah, it's like yeah. I like we we never go in depth on anything. You got to go in depth on a topic. It's because topic. someone cuts someone off yeah, and I'll go forget in depth about in a second. I I would like to But don't go wait. Okay, yeah. So uh, we got Matthew Hafer joining us today, Brilliant Mind. We got Alex Burke joining us today, very smooth-brained human being. Uh, we got Ben Allison joining us today, another Brilliant no, Mind. We got yeah, Andrew Hafer joining us today, just got some pretty long hair. Kind of fat. Uh, we have Sarah Dunk joining us today, and she's kind of tall for a girl, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and, uh, I mean too. Then we have myself. Who looks like Go Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. Audio I don't guy. Don't look like Jesse Eisenberg. Blonde Sorry, Jesse he looks Eisenberg. he looks like a less attractive version yeah. of Jesse he looks Eisenberg. Like guy from Hoodwink that says nipples. <laughs> <laughs> That's high praise. No, it's not, I bro. guess so. Why'd you call me a smooth mind? Is that a compliment? I called you a smooth brain. Smooth brain. That is not a compliment. No, so, do you no, guys... No, wait. I called, you, I called you short. I didn't mean to call you smooth brain. Do you guys want to... I call Andrew smooth brain. Okay. So, I, I'm smooth brain. Fuck, I slipped up. I'm sorry. You That's said you have some, ridges smooth, in your so brain. so smooth brain of That's you. such a smooth brain thing of me to do. It's a smooth brain thing of you. So, while I got, while we have Matthew right. here, do you guys want to hear about our trip to the ABQ? Now, yes. Yeah, yes, now you can What's talk that, about Albert it. What's Albuquerque? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So how did it start? Basically, it started one day. Matthew texts me. He goes, "Yeah, you want to go to Albuquerque?" I was like, "Sure." Bet. Hopped on a plane. Take it from there. Story time. <laughs> he doesn't know where to start. Um, it was an eventful trip, man. 
Yeah. Did a lot in what, three days or two days? We were well, yeah, we were there for like two and a half days. Um, got bitched at by the owner of Walter White's house. That's what I was about to ask. If you yeah, dude, she's a straight cunt. I hope she listens to this. Uh, you're a fucking cunt. I hate her so much. Um, we I barely pulled up. So this was there. this was like we were we checked out. We were on our way to the airport. Um, and we wanted we saved his house for last because we wanted to go early in the morning. Um. It, so hopefully she wouldn't be awake. We pull up at 8 a.m. She's outside with her fucking cat. We didn't even pull up to the street yet. She was outside looking at us. We pull we so you remember he lives like right on the um or that house was right on how do you even describe it's like this? Right it's a three way road. Street. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like right a we, T intersection. T intersection. We pulled up and then we just parked right here on the T intersection and we were looking in the mirror. She was already flown out. Snapped our plates. I saw the flash on our camera. That's how I got that. About started recording. I'm like, bro, we just pulled up. Now, the ironic part was she had a giant sign in her fence. It said, take your pictures across the street. Do not disturb us. We didn't even pull up yet. She was already outside recording us. She probably thought you were the cartel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the white guy in the cartel. No, I mean, yeah. The, the white guy, not A, the. <laughs> <laughs> But dude, her cat Andrew's black. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <He's a> <laughs> we pull up. I'm like, dude, look at that fucking dog, bro. They got a dog. Oh my god, that's a cat. Their cat was fat and huge. And then I look to my left, and her she's standing right there in her in her fucking um, garage. She opened it. She was just filming us. And I was like, what the fuck, Matthews? We're all just staring each other down in the rearview mirrors. Matthews like, what the fuck? Can you pull out your phone? Yeah, I recorded her. Yeah. Recorded me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I yeah? see you. T- oh, yeah. I will counter record I have you. one, too. It's counter recorder. Um, so I was like, what the fuck, man? So then we just drove away. Then we came back like two hours later and we did a quick pick snipe. Uh, Matthew just rolled in like a fucking drive by and. I got out really quick, and then I put the camera up, took a picture. I like <laughs> took a picture of the house and got back in. I was like, I'm satisfied. Let's go. That's it. Um, their house. Wait, huevos rancheros. Yeah, then we went and ate huevos rancheros. It's called. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, best shit ever. They said you want the green or red chili. I said red. Then you can tell them you want a Christmas style. And they give you. Did both. you get that for oh, breakfast? Yeah. Did you get that for breakfast? Fuck yeah, we got it for breakfast. Yeah. On our way to the airport. Um. All of us were taking another shot of tortilla, tequila, except for Andrew. Tortilla, tequila. Yeah, I can't. I can't drink that stuff. It's he's, he's it's not. Wrong. He, he doesn't. I'm know. just gonna stick with beer. It's so. you can. That's fine. It's also, you said it makes you aggressive too, right? Huh? Well, not. It wouldn't make me aggressive with you guys. Oh, makes okay. me aggressive. Yeah, it just sure. makes me horny. <laughs> makes me want to hump your leg. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, no, that'd be scary. You're a lot bigger than me. Just a little bit. I wouldn't be able to fight you off. Just a little bit. Yeah, you guys are the same age, and you're half the size. Yeah. That's funny. I know. Yeah, that's my joke. That's all. That's all I have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's 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 me. There's no correlation between age and size after like the age of like probably like 14 or something. Yeah. When you're 14, you're okay, guy. I'm taller, and then all (laughs) you're just like everyone's a different size once you hit after like 22. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, but the ABQ, though. Um, we get there, and then we go to the car rental place, and I see they got fucking Camaros. So I was like, Matthew, let's get a Chevy Camaro. And he's like, no. And 3,000 feet up, those cars don't work. They just Yeah, it was like driving a, it was literally like driving a lawnmower. 
You fucking slam on the pedal, then five seconds later, the engine kicks up. Yeah, it's like the air is so thin, like the engine just can't. And it is so. What year did you get? It was like a brand new car. It was a it was a Camry. No, it was a Nissan. Nissan. Oh no, it's Nissan Camry. No, that's way too stupid. A Nissan. Nissan. I said. I said. I said. What year? We don't know. Uh, 2017. I remember it was a 2019. Swear to God, this kid Andrew's stupid idiot. Are you okay? No, that shot went down horribly, and I'm really upset about it. So <laughs> I'm gonna take it out on Andrew's stupid for anybody who dumbass. For anyone who can't see Jake right now, he's so teary-eyed right now. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he had a ghost pepper. Dude, that was I'd like the worst shot if I looked like him ever. It went down like the completely wrong pipe. That's yeah, okay. I've been there. I was. I, it took four swallows for that shot. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, that was definitely. Yo, that was close. She totally said that. Because there was so much. If I need to go yak, I'm going to move the mic over to Sarah. She can take my headphones. That's, and dude, I hope she spot. just takes yeah, your d- place inevitably. <laughs> I trust her, yeah, but she's, she's just like She's audio edge. guy now. Dude, she's edgy. She's audio guy now. Is that me? I mean, it's like you're accidentally racist sometimes. It doesn't happen, Alex. You guys want to hear about my trip? Or do you want to keep talking about fucking no, their stupid, stupid stuff? We can talk about whatever the fuck we want because one, I'm gonna clip all this shit up because two, the first hour that we have is straight solid B. I also like the second part too. What we got right now is great. That's what I'm saying. Can I talk about my trip? God. Yeah, but Alex, I'm gonna need you to stop hogging the mic from Ben. I set that shit up for a reason. To to where the AB tell this. Okay, tell this man to lean forward. We're not hogging. There's no three to the three to the five to the nine. Representing ABQ. What up, biatch? (laughs) Leave it at the tone. Leave it at the tone. Yo, I wanted to make that my voicemail. My name is Skylar White. Yo. And I wish you would stop selling marijuana to my, my husband. Yeah, you got it. That's uh, fine. I said it. I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. Who was selling marijuana to Walter White? No one. No it was one. A, it was a cover story. Yeah. Because oh, then Jesse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he yeah, gets yeah, there yeah. and Jesse's like, so why'd you tell your wife I'm selling you pot? And he goes, for some reason it sounded better than me telling her that I cook crystal meth. <laughs> Dude, Breaking Bad and murdered two people. And one of the most people. is one of the most powerful shows that came out. It's in our generation. We saw all the sites, bro. The fucking Los Poyos Hermanos is actually a greasy burrito joint that's not that good. It's called Twisters, right? Yeah. I thought you said it's not good. What'd you get? A burrito and what they kind, <laughs> what kind of no shit? <laughs> and they throw curly fries and shit on it. Um, I thought it was good. Yo, I don't know. It was just really Please, heavy. for the really love of God, be specific. What I'm kind trying of burrito to. Did you get? I'm, did they throw curly fries on the burrito, or was it on the side? I would love to, but you, you keep got, interrupting to talk about you how bad you fucking specifying. hate that shot. because no, you don't let burrito. me. You're recovering. Get after it. You got a breakfast burrito. That's why they gave you fries. Because I got, I got like a lunch burrito, and they didn't give me fries. <laughs> Yo, anyways, they have like a whole fucking um, uh, tri- not triage, like trophy. Like shrine. counter shrine. Shrine. shrine and like it's painted. It's got all their autographs. They have a book. They have some of the props they used. Um, the Los Poyos Hermano sign is still there. That's cool as hell. Um, what signatures did you see? That, all like, of them. You remembered. Like all of them. Like Brian Cranston's the guy who played Hank. The guy who, like all of them. They all signed it. Did you know that Walt that um, Brian Cranston's underwear that he wore in the pilot episode <laughs> sold for like. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Dude, that's yeah. fucking the tidy dope. Whities. Yeah, his tidy whities he wore in the first episode. Someone was like, yeah, he's standing Cranston. there like this. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cranston just had a new show come out, right? Yeah, the uh, the um, the judge or something. The, Your Honor. 
No. Your Honor, the judge, something like that. Yeah. It was one of those two. I want to um, see it. I want to watch it. I was about to ask if any of you had seen it. No, it's like his son, I, I'm assuming from the trailer. I refuse like, to watch him in anything else. His son, like... His name is Walter yeah, that's right. Malcolm in the Middle in Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, that's the, all I can see Hal? is, man. He's so good. Hal? <laughs> It's been so long since I've seen God it. Damn right. right. I used to watch that before school and like elementary school right? and like middle school. Watch Malcolm in the Middle. And you just see him and, and all of a sudden he's like in Breaking so Bad and he wins like all the awards every year. I'm like that goofy dad from Malcolm in the yeah, Middle? Dude. What? Albuquerque uh, is low key run down. Um, yeah. They That's have, pretty high key. <laughs> they actually have. that the, the Well, first they were actually originally going to shoot the show in California. But they realized that uh, the production company was going to get a tax break by shooting in a different state. So they're like, oh, screw it, Albuquerque. But it turns out that it actually kind of worked out because Albuquerque, New Mexico has the highest meth problem in our country. Yeah. Dude, when, right when we got on the street, there was I don't know if it was probably <laughs> half the pandemic, half whatever the fuck is going on there. Yeah. Nobody was on the street. We were worried. Until the sun started going down, a bunch of delinquents started going. Mm-hmm. I literally, I'm pretty – we saw – a bunch of people like around one of those fucking ba- it wasn't bouncing but it like it was one of those those hydraulic cars they're just sitting in the parking lot <laughs> we're driving wow. down the hey, street and there's a dude just fucking rider? dancing there's yeah. a dude literally just dancing i was like what the fuck's happening i was like Vibing, bro. like because we were gonna get out and park and walk around I was like matthew i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> Man. i don't want to do this <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty grungy there are parts of it there are parts that are nice but then there's parts that are pretty run down I mean, it's this. It's probably yeah. No, like Walt Walt's house is in the nicer part, but downtown yeah. we're like we're like they're shooting Better Call Saul now, yeah. and um, where like the DEA building is, like it's like half skyscrapers, not even. It's just tall buildings. That that is it's kind of run down. Most of the city part, like the suburbs yeah. are, pro- are safer, but the city, I mean, like that's any place. It's yeah. like that with uh, I mean, with DC after certain hours. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's still cool to see it all. It's kind of surreal, like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, like, even the mountain range and the back shots of everything, like, that, just seeing that, like, in person, like, oh, fuck, that's that mountain. <laughs> that's that mountain. Yeah, I'll do my best. My favorite part of Breaking Bad is when they're out. Spoilers like the, for Breaking Bad. Dude, it came out, like, 10 years ago. The first time they start know. cooking, and Jesse, he's, like, out, like, scouting out the area, and he's, oh. and he's looking over the valley, and he's like, Yo, man, we're good. There's nothing but a cow house out here. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, a cow house? He's like, yeah, the cows. He says, where they live. Where they live. They <laughs> <laughs> we were going to go find that, that cook spot, the, but it's literally out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, that's where one they of the live. best lines in the show. He's the like, cows. Yeah, where they live. The cows. <laughs> Dude, Jesse, uh, his growth in that show was amazing. It really was. Like, he turns into a totally, like, unrecognizable character. You can't end. keep getting away with it! Oh, that's that's <laughs> another so fucked up. As soon as, like, his girl, like, his holy sex. shit, yeah. man. Oh, we saw Jane. We fucking drove past Jane's, like, duplex. Yeah. And then it's completely different. It's not yellow. It's, like, it's gray and blue now. We drove past it, and I saw it in the corner of my eye and turned around. I was like, wait! That's it! That was it! Turn around! Oh, dude. I went to a vape shop. And the glass was broken. I'm like, yo, what what happened there? He's like, oh yeah, the other day, like two fuckers like try to break in. They threw they threw a man. chair out the window. So it's not a great. <laughs> I would <laughs> never live in that shit. I would never live in Walter White's house or Jesse's old apartment. Like, yeah, well, just, yeah. You have crazy people come in there all the time. Well, well, someone people actually, would like throw pizzas on the roof. Well, before, 
Well, before Wait, they, so before they filmed it, the lady who owns the house now owned the house before. Yeah, and she yeah. doesn't work. That's Vince, why she can sit outside yeah. on a fucking brand new lawn and just film people. When Vince Gilligan was scouting, he was like, "This is the perfect house that this character would live in." So she licensed it to them, and they used it, but they didn't yeah. know that the show was gonna blow up the way it did. So, M- Matthew, with things like people breaking in in stores in Albuquerque and places like that where you would get a lot of crime. How do you think the tech- technological edge that oh, the United back States to that. has? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go well, to we're going to have a fucking podcast. We're not going <laughs> to... I have to pee. Why would you give up so easily? <laughs> How do you think the United States technological edge will help us with poverty in the future? Uh, I don't think it will. I think they're two separate issues. Do you really? Yeah. You don't think with the United States becoming more and more digitized that it'll have an effect on not only our economy, but, I mean, our, our homeless populations, our labor issues? No, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely have economic effects, but if anything, it'll create more homeless people. Regarding, I mean, say, Tesla finally signs the contract that says okay we're gonna have all of our trucking operations automated so now we don't have any more truckers right. so think about all the truck drivers that are now out of work exactly or grocery stores anything like that costco come becomes completely automated or any warehouse you're losing all of that workforce so you're saying that we're gonna have a, a more drastic effect a, a really negative effect because of the technology rather than having more time on our hands to help more time on our hands to do good I, I, I guess I guess that comes down to human nature but um so you're saying that even though we have we're so technologically advanced that won't really have a benefit on our lifestyle our living our, our state of living what's relative subjective to what relative on what class you're talking about yeah if, if you're talking about us or us not really well because that's fair. like you're talking about technological advances like factories like not using workers anymore fully like robots just like no more basically you're basically just talking about Robots taking over working class jobs, cause like yeah, yeah, that's what AI is. Uh, that's what the end goal is, it seems. But then, where where is your working class gonna make your money? Exactly. So then, it's basically just gonna create more homeless people. Then. That's my question. What what is, what are we to gain from this besides uh, everyone can't be rich, everyone can't be a king. What are we to gain from basically like? creating AI to take certain jobs? See, when you look at... <clears throat> Alright, let's take... A compu- let's take data. Mm-hmm. Break it down to its atomic level. If we were to break our cells down to the atomic level, we'd see hydrogen, carbon, what, oxygen, whatever the fuck. If you break a computer down to its atomic level, you're going to see binary you're going to see that everything on your computer is made up of binary code. 
ones and zeros, ons and offs. When you look at it like that, we have become God. We have created and we have created something that can transcend ourselves, something that can work a million times more efficient than a human being, something that has more capacity, something that has more a million times more computing power than a single human being. We have created the next generation. We have created God. And that's where AI, that's the fear behind AI. That's what's scary about it is, okay, is this going to become a dominant thing? And that's where the, the space that we're between right now is, okay, is technology going to transcend humanity? Um, and that's, I guess my question, do you see hope in that? Do you see a lot of... I, I see it, uh, I'm more in the middle. Like, I see it how it is helpful to some degree. But at the same at the same time, though, you, well, to, to go back really quick to when you said, you're like, is that, is that what's scary? What's scary to me is super, like... Super intelligence. There's, yeah, super intelligence. That's what's but, scary. But there That's was the whole thing is. where Facebook like created two AI programs, like Facebook profiles. And they started talking to each they other. They found each other. They started talking to each other. They made up their own language and started talking to each other. So, so then Facebook was like, oh, wait, shut it down. And the reason they did that, the yeah. reason they did that is because they became... So the only like, word you can find for it is sentient. They made their own language. They created their yeah. own language. And they became sentient to create their own language so that we couldn't understand yeah. what they were saying. But technology can't function without us. Because we did. Well, but that's the thing. That's the thing about AI is because once you successfully create the perfect AI, it has become self-sufficient. It has outgrown humanity. So therefore... It doesn't even need us to sustain it, itself. Even though we created it, it has become mm. self-sustainable. Look at the movie yeah, I, so Robot. What? It kills everybody on the planet and then gets Let's ask the nerd. Dies. Look at, look at that's, the movie. That's it it's, it's not about right. batteries. Not. Because as soon as you're able to automate your own power, if an AI is able to automate its own power supply, if we put solar panels on it or something. And this is all, again, this is all, I mean, just a leap. This is... This, you know, what? hypothetical. But Y2K. if it does happen, if it does, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it is Y two K, you can look at it and say, okay. I wish we had someone. You know, will they have sentience? We don't have an AI that's achieved sentience yet, thus far, which we shouldn't. Do we? Um, we shouldn't. That would be. I think that would be. That would be fucking terrifying. Do you, Do you guys actually know anybody who? What, I mean, because I, I know all of us are actually too young to probably remember, or like weren't self aware that much. But do you guys know anyone who is actually freaked out by Y two K? What is Y two K? Like, like when, like when the, it was nineteen ninety nine. Apparently, there was like a, like a planet wide panic because no one knew it was going to happen when the computer said the year two thousand. So apparently it was equivalent to like 2012 when everyone was like losing their shit because they thought the world was going to end. They thought that about the year 2000 because they didn't know if computers could actually like handle that. So some people were like freaking out and thinking it was going to be the end of the world. And like internet and computers were going to shut down. They thought planes were going to give the out. The end of the world will happen when Elon Musk hits the button and terminates the program. <laughs> and ends the transmission. <laughs> yep. 
No, dude, we're gonna kill ourselves before anything, man. <laughs> what say you? Because we've talked about super AI all the time. <laughs> what? what? Like, what do you think? What say you, sir? Uh. What say you? Speak. <laughs> I think there will be a second Asteroid. wave of evolution that is not biological in nature. I can get on board with that. Would you call that dystopia or science fiction? That's Neither that's reality. becoming. That's, yeah, I was about to, I was about to say it evolves into nonfiction, but would it stem for would it stem from dystopia in the sense that this is going to be a government kind of institution that starts up and then evolves into this, or is it going to be something that you know Google or you know, Elon Musk creates this sentient AI that grows out of hand. I mean, it's not going to be like probably a, you know a single person. It's like a like AI is like a, is like a concept. You know, it's. I mean, what would it take for an AI to have domination? Because again, if you look at the world connected through wires, every continent is connected through undersea cable. Every part of the world can be reached through the internet, uh, for the most part. I mean, we just have to wait and see. Honestly, I don't think it'll happen wait in our lifetime. See. I don't I like that. I don't like waiting and it's seeing. Not, it's not pretend. It's real life. It's reality. Like he yeah. said. That's what I'm like, saying. That's where dystopia blends with reality. But I don't think we're gonna be able to wait to s and see it. Like it's not gonna happen in our lifetime. I don't think. Maybe when we're it like might. all in our nine, like old might start to happen. It'll start to happen, but I don't think we'll actually. When we don't have the youth it. to do anything about it. What? What do you mean? It's going to start happening. These changes are going to start happening when we don't have the youth to make the change, to be the generation that embraces the change. Dude, the generation... I think we need to get the jump on it. Well, you tell that to the younger generation, because the generation... We are the younger generation, Calm motherfucker. Down. Calm down. Let me finish my thought. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. You had four almonds at 6 a.m. I know. IPA sets I know. I haven't had a single fucking I... thing to eat all day except That's... for... Uh, actually, I did that? have some Thai food. Dinner. Can I finish my thought? Oh, I had four spring rolls. Eat some, so of those, uh, eat some of those jelly can I? Can I finish my thought? Yeah, I guess. Before you jump down my... Table, before you jam your dick all in my throat again? Anyways, I said, tell it to the younger generation, because the younger generation is growing up more engrossed in technology more than we even are living in it. Like, they're one with technology 100%, and it, it's the older generations who are the ones who are kind of against it. Uh, well, I think that... Back up. Dude, I think it's scary. I think it's ter not because, it not because the internet has any. Well, the internet is such a powerful tool. You can know anything. Your mom, you can look up tool. You can look up anything. <laughs> I can look up. Got it. Okay. <laughs> how can I get? How can I get away with sneaking into Andrew's house at night and cutting off his stupid fucking hair so he doesn't look so goddamn ignorant all the time? <laughs> Don't get caught. Exactly. I could find a YouTube video on how to do that shit for sure. Because we have the internet. Growing up, imagine being born right now. And you grow up and you have the internet at hand. <laughs> 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 
You're coming out of like Andrew's mom's, or I'm not going to use Andrew's mom because Matthew's here, and I don't want to disrespect Matthew's mother. I just want to disrespect Andrew's. This is just about Andrew's mom. About us. Just Andrew's mom, not Matthew's mom. (laughs) Different mom. Same mom, but it's different. (laughs) It is different. (laughs) He's my brother from the same mother. Same mother. That's just brother. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's called a brother. But dude, no, imagine you're coming out, you have all of this at hand, but you don't have the guidance to use it. I don't look at baby nose. Dude, fucking Cardi B WAP. You're We've already shouting. talked about this shit. I'm shouting because for a good fucking reason. Yo, have dude. you seen Lil Nas's new music video? Yeah, exactly. Can I ask a question? I don't know what that's all about. Call me He's in the pole morning. dancing down to hell. He literally gives the so why he gives like Satan a lap dance. Is that why people are all mad? Yeah, yeah. they're just basically it's, mad about him. It's an Being overly sexualized music video. S- going against like Christianity. Because yeah. I saw a meme. I saw a meme, and it was like everyone's talking shit about Little Nas, and then it was like my favorite cartoon growing up, and it was Powerpuff Girls, and it was the it was the feminine demon that was in that. Show. I saw a Minecraft meme where they were in the Nether and they're breaking through the blocks, and then it goes into an open lava pit, <laughs> and it, you see a fucking metal pole in it. And then you see some dude just falling. It goes, call me in the morning. No, he literally <laughs> did that. He, he, da- he learned how to pole dance like a year ago. People just are, for this video. People are going to complain no matter what. You can't make people Yeah, dude, happy. people are complaining about our transgender topic. Can't please everyone. Most people <laughs> are... Get over it, bud. Take a joke. Most people are only you happy unless they're unhappy. Are you saying it's in the mic? Don't do it in the mic. I could not fucking tell you, Ben. I couldn't remember either, but yeah. I was about to make a good point with it. But I've honestly, now, I don't even know. Yeah, this whole night, we've been getting into some really good topics, but then someone just thinks of something and cuts it off, and then we forget about it. So one thing I will say that's going to be it. controversial. Um, you know, this is Saturday, but the Saturday <laughs> for the specifically boys. between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, and we'll... You know, on in our country alone, the divinity may be in question. The same way Muhammad existed as a human being, Jesus Christ existed as a human being, and uh, that's docu- that's well documented as well as Muhammad was well documented. And you can see that these people existed. The divinity is in question. I think it's just it's notable that something that powerful can exist. The same way you can have something as powerful as, you know, dude, I think a plutonium bomb. My my point being is that I think religion has the same weight as, or as corporation does today, and that's what's scary to me is because we're losing God and we're implementing corporation. Mm. Heavy topic, bud. Yeah. Okay. There's six of us, and I'm fucking putting y'all on spot while I leave for a second. What about so. no? You can't leave. You brought up the topic. No, dude, I love doing away. that shit. No, that's not the point of the podcast. Audio boy. You leaving shows that you don't care about our opinions. Andrew didn't like that one. He's done I don't that know. four <sighs> times now. What about what would you say to those who are not particularly religious? Then, in general, about what you said, we're losing God and we're putting faith into into what did you say? I think that whether, or whatever? I think that whether you believe in God or not, which, um, just for the record, firmly, I, I do believe in God. Right. And I believe there's a God. There is the underlying narrative in the story that is our universe, 
have a plan. Um, but with that, um, could you repeat the question? <laughs> you literally just talked for 40 seconds and you didn't even refer to my question. You can't, okay, you said that us as a as No, people. could you repeat the question though? Yes, I will. So <laughs> what, what would you, would you, so the idea that we're losing God and we're putting faith into corporations. Yeah, so with that. No, that's not even, my question. No, I understand, but that completely but what reminded would you, me. Okay, but what would you say to those who don't believe in God? I would say to those that don't believe in God, if you're atheist, agnostic, whatever, you have that right. You don't have to believe. And I understand why you wouldn't want to believe because it's unknown. There's no reason for you to place stock in that belief. Right. However, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm Christian. I've, I believe that the readings that I have read were documented by, you know, the apostles and the ancients. They were actual, you know, it was poetry. They were stories that were written at the time. Um, you know, this is ancient literature, and I'm reading it as that. And I think that m a lot of people who look at it as, okay, God doesn't exist. This is just all made up. You lose a sense of wonder in the universe. You 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 lose a sense of meaning. You lose a sense of purpose, and I think that it it takes from that. It's 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 scary <coughs> to what's scarier than being at the will of a god that you don't understand is a a life of nothing, absolutely nothing, with no purpose, with no meaning, and although. But what it's if not true. You, you people will put themselves to that and live with that, and I, that's not a perspective I can understand. I, I think that right. how can you not, even if you don't believe in God, you can still look at the Bible or the Quran, for example, and say, "I want to be the good in the world." How can you not be a warrior for justice? How can you not fight? People do to that. Be the good in the world. People, exactly. people, but people do that. Also overlook it. Well, hold on, hold on. People do that. They just don't do it from a place of religious belief. And you it know doesn't what I mean? need to be a place of religious belief. It doesn't need to be from that center. It needs to be. I won't look at a person. People look at me and say, "Okay, he's white. He's privileged. You know, he probably like, he's probably like racist or something." Like, fuck you. Okay. Like, I don't judge a person based on anything aside from if they're a dick or not when I'm interacting with them. And if you're a good person or not, that doesn't just stem from your religious beliefs. That stems from how you hold yourself. Will you be a man, like a person of honor, or will you be, you know, someone who I, takes the advantage of others? I love your point right now, but time out. Can Ben's you swinging around a Bowie knife. I know, I'm no, scared. No, I know, but can you, can you check the tech, check the Did laptop? Did interrupt? Check the, the feet. Yeah, no, okay, cool. Fine. That's all I wanted to make sure. I was loving your point you were making, but he, I saw him bump it, and I was like, oh, shit, we've had this happen before. Bump it. No, no, I, I, and I come this bump. And I completely and I completely respect your opinion. You're and I kill understand. Yourself. That. Is that my opinion or is that a fact? Tight, what? Tight, is that yeah. my opinion? Blue, yellow, green, whatever, man. <laughs> tight, tight, tight. <laughs> the fucking Just keep it coming. <laughs> Just keep bringing me that. Guys, would you? Uh, fuck, yeah, fucking hell. Would you be interested in having a fire in a little bit after we're done recording? A fire? Yeah, a little campfire. We can take. Let me fire. throw my mixtape on it. <laughs> what was? What did you rap the last beat. time? 
I just can't get over how every time Alex laughs, he just like. <laughs> I love doing that to people. Alex might be my favorite person on the planet. Yeah, we know. Show. What? We're best friends? We've we're, we're, been we're over. Best. We have a handshake. We do have a handshake. We already became best friends. Jeez. Oh my god. He's drunk. Did you? Are you drunk? You're drunk. I'm no, not. You're drunk. <laughs> no. Jake, like, Jake if is drunk. somebody made a PowerPoint on pre domestic violence. Wait, wait, are we taking, we should take a five. Let's, Let's take, take a five. Fiber. Let's take a five. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Can't Take a Joke podcast. Once again, you can always find us on Spotify. You can find us on iHeartRadio. We're on Apple Podcasts, and we're also on Google Play. Also, check out our Instagram, which is Can't Take a Joke Pod. Please look us up, and we appreciate all your support, and we love you guys. Peace. I, I love you more than I just love you. Best of luck.